Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Birth Queen podcast. I'm Rachel Nix, and I don't know if I really have the words to express how excited I am, how grateful I am, um, how motivated, how dedicated, and just truly honored I am to even be here to share time, space, airwaves with you. Um, I want to give a very special shout out to all of my friends who have encouraged my million ideas <laughs> and helped them come to fruition. And a be very special shout out to Mandy B and Full Court Studios for taking a chance on me um, and making what wasn't even, an, you know, a dream a reality. But if I'm honest, I'm an outgoing human being. Um, I can say I have the gift of gab, but with this world of podcasts, I'm like, nobody really wants to hear me talk. Uh, but I have a lot to say, and I decided to go ahead and expand my nonprofit Birth Queen into a podcast because there is power in stories, and we're busy, so not all of us have time to sit down and read a book or sit down and watch a show but we can clean the house <laughs> and listen to a podcast. So here I am. I have a lineup of really incredible guests that will join me oftentimes on the podcast as we unpack um, a variety of topics. But the main focus of our time together will be really just about empowering women to be their best and not only to survive their day, you know, their year, their life, their birth, but to truly thrive. Um, and I am um, a woman of many facets. I'm multi-hyphenate, as some people like to describe. And I'm from Oakland. And if Too Short comes on, I most certainly will go hyphy. I have lived in New York for half of my life. I moved to New York City when I was 18. And I attended the Juilliard School. That's two I's and two L's. Yes, it's fancy, but it was a lot of work. I am an actor. Um, and after that, you know, you're like, oh, what are we going to do with this fancy degree? Waiting tables was was not going to be good for anyone. <laughs> so I was like, what what is my thing? I was always an athlete growing up. I was a gymnast. I played basketball, soccer, volleyball and absolutely a theater nerd. And so I was a girl who really needed yoga and was exposed to it a lot in college and really resisted it. And then I was in a relationship that was not healthy and I found myself taking a lot of hot yoga. And there was something I think about the discipline of, of taking this yoga class in this hot temperature and repeating poses, right? It provided me safety, structure, and predictability when my home life was not safe or predictable. And one day um, 
I was going home from yoga and I watched myself clinch the steering wheel really, really tightly. And I was going, okay, I just like relaxed in yoga and now I'm stressed to go home. That equation <laughs> doesn't really add up. Um, so that was probably the first time I was aware of how intense my situation was. But soon thereafter, I, was, I remember being on the bed and I text my partner at the time. I was like, I'm really interested about um, doing a yoga training. I see they have this option. Like I got an email about a yoga training. I had never thought about teaching fitness ever in my life, although I, I led a very active life. And he said, okay, do it. So um, I did this you know, six-month, 500-hour Hatha yoga training, and it unlocked a lot for me. Number one, it unlocked um, and made me realize that I was in an unhealthy situation and I needed to get out, and I eventually did. But when I began to teach, I say it unlocked the Pandora's box of, of fitness. I was so overjoyed about um, teaching, you know, my mother's a teacher, and really helping people achieve their goals in a, um, yes, a physical way, but it's much more spiritual and mental and emotional for me because what saved me from an abusive situation was movement and meditation. Um, and so for me to give that gift to other people of really going inside, um, healing that, um, and, and then being able to love what's on the inside and love what then you're able to love what's on the outside. Because if you don't do the internal work, you just can't love what you see in the mirror. There's no, there's no enhancements that you can do that will ever satisfy you. Um, so that like unlocked my fitness path. So I'm an actor. I am a trainer. Um, I pretty much teach everything but boxing, but I love to box. <laughs> and... Um, I, I smile a lot, but when I work out, I do not at all. <laughs> uh, when, my, when I take my friends' classes, they're like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I'm working through my stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I quickly realized that in this space, there were, I had a lot of students when I began to teach that were moms. They were either pregnant or just had given birth. And I never felt satisfied with the like one pager I received on, you know, modifications for pre and postnatal students of mine. So I got really obsessed with just gathering more information for that population um, I was in New York at the time, and I really detest the word like expert. I feel like once Instagram started, everyone's like, I'm an expert. I'm like, it also to me is, it, it gives this impression that you've you've arrived, that you've stopped growing. And I seek change always and growth always. I'm really just a nerd at heart. Um, I've, um, I love to learn. I love to grow. And as a fitness instructor, it was so imperative to me to fill my toolbox with as many tools as I could to be able to be fully equipped to equip and empower my students, right? So anyways, I took all these extra uh, classes and certifications uh, to be able to support um, the pregnant and postpartum population. 
and became kind of the go-to girl in New York. Um, I then, you know, all I, I'm a woman that always wanted to be a mommy. That was my thing. I was obsessed with, you know, swaddling my dolls. And although I'm an actress, I never talked to my dolls, which is kind of weird. I would put them in a dope outfit and swaddle them like to perfection. Um, but I didn't talk to them. Anywho, um, I then realized, you know, I'm kind of curious about the world of birth because, you know, in my relationship that I ended, we were very seriously considering having children. And I did a deep dive into like childbirth and my options as a mother and us as, a, you know, a family. And I watched the business of being born that Ricky Lake did uh, years ago. And I was like, what is this? You know, like the way we do birth in this country is not okay. And I was super blessed. I came, you know, being raised in Oakland, I always had a very positive uh, narrative surrounding birth and breastfeeding. And absolutely, I think that's cultural for Oakland and my home, right? My mother had myself who was first and then my brother and they were not easy births. Um, I can get to that in a minute, but she still just had a beautiful perspective about, um, about birth and breastfeeding. And so I inherited that and I was like, I want to have a vaginal birth and I want to have an unmedicated birth and I want to breastfeed my kids. And then when I really was able to see how birth is being done in this country and, um, how, you know, horribly black women are being treated, it never sat well with me. So anyways, I started to do research, you know, in my 20s about becoming a doula. Maybe I was just about 30. And um, I was then in a new relationship and I, he was like, I'm tired of hearing about this. Can you just do this training? Like, how much is it? Let's just do it. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And I had a student who looked at me and she saw that I was reading the doula book and she was pregnant and she's like, do your training. I will be your first birth. I did it. And she was. So that then <laughs> took care of me becoming a doula. And then I am also a lactation counselor. So that means providing support for women who want to breastfeed. And I had just told you the story that I was breastfed and I wanted to breastfeed my kids. But I started to realize like how many women I was surrounded with both friends and students that were not breastfeeding or having a lot of trouble. So when I was pregnant with my first, I became a lactation counselor. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So, you know, all of that was happening. You know, I'm wearing my hats as actor, trainer, doula, lactation counselor. And um, my first son, Samuel, is five. And I have a baby boy that's two and a half that was born in 2020. But during my third trimester, um, it was 2020. And I don't know if any of you guys remember how fun of a year that was. But Trump was in office. Um, George Floyd was murdered. And then it just 
pretty much seemed to be that like black men were being hunted for sport, like literally. It was almost, I feel like every week, black men were being just murdered in such horrifying ways, like chased down and shot, knee to the neck, shot in the back by being held, you know, (laughs) and a a bag over their head. It was just super traumatic. Um, I choose not to ever watch those because um, that's my choice. Uh, and it's someone being murdered. And I don't know if sacred is the right word, but their life is sacred. So I, I, to to watch their death just be splattered like, I don't know, an Instagram post just is not okay for me. And I just, anyways, I was pregnant in my third trimester, you know, during right post George Floyd during that summer. And I couldn't go to sleep. Every night of my third trimester, the sun would just kind of begin to set. We were in L.A. at the time. And I, I thankfully, my acupuncturist at the time was able to give me this very uh, clear analogy. It's what I was feeling was like a plane that couldn't land. And I was at home working from home, shooting content every, you know, three classes, four days a week, very pregnant, taking care of a toddler Uh, managing a household in the peak of a pandemic. Uh, And as soon as I started to feel that I couldn't go to sleep, then a new panic kind of would set in because I knew I needed to sleep because I had to take care of my child and my child and my body and my job and and my husband. Like it was just so much. Um, And so what night? Oh, sorry. Um, before I go to the, to what came from that is I remember everyone was just blaming my pregnancy for the, my lack of ability to go to bed. And I was driving one day and I said, you know what? I've been pregnant. I could go to sleep. You know what I mean? And I sleep. So there's one thing you learn about me. I go at like a trillion and then I conk. Like literally every partner that I've had, (laughs) actually is like very impressed. They're like, you just fall asleep. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I need my sleep. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so I'm like driving and I go, no, it's not this baby. And I I didn't know, um, you know, did I know I was having a boy? I think we found out. Yeah, we found out. I knew I was having a son. Um, And I realized that I was horrified to bring another black son into this world and that it was racism that was preventing me from being able to fall asleep peacefully and calmly. And so one night I was super duper pregnant and I had one of those like vivid dreams. You know, those dreams where you like sit straight up and like have to digest what just happened. I was having this image of these of me collecting black birth stories. And I was like, okay. And I remember I woke up, I tried to go back to sleep. It wasn't happening. So I went to the gram and I posted on my stories, you know, would anyone want to, any black woman want to share their story, their birth story? And I got so many immediate responses and it was the middle of the night. Most moms like we don't sleep very well. So I had responses from women in New York, LA, wherever, 
deep in the middle of the night, like, I'll share my story. I'll share my story. When do you want me to tell it? How can I tell it? And it was the two people that I really remember sharing. I have one friend that I would think is super private, you know, Spelman grad, Columbia grad, you know, she's a psychologist. And, you know, my vision of her was always that she was, you know, just a classic black successful woman who didn't share as much as I do. (laughs) And then I had, I think Cam would be okay if I share this. And then I had Camila Forbes, who's like the executive producer of the Apollo, be like, I'll share my story. And When those two women said, I'll share, and these are women that have resources, right? And I would think a capability to share their story, whether that's their network or therapy or whatever. The fact that they felt the need to share just made me feel that Black women don't feel heard, no matter what walk of life we come from. And I was in that moment determined to create space for Black women to share their story and to be heard. And more specifically, our birth. Um, If people don't know, we are suffering from a Black maternal health crisis in this country. Black women die at three to five times the rate in childbirth as their white counterparts. And as I sit in Brooklyn, New York right now, New York City, Black women are dying at nine times the rate. And I like to highlight that because growing up in Oakland, when I moved here to, you know, go to undergrad, I was like, I'm I'm moving to New York, this progressive, amazing place. Uh, no. Black women are dying due to racism during their childbirth. And it's highly unacceptable. Okay. So to continue to just, you know, I'm using this episode to try to illustrate and, and make clear to you who I am um, and my why. And and it's titled Birth Queen, which is my nonprofit that was founded when after I had this vision to collect black birth stories. And literally after I had the vision, I gave birth to, to my beautiful baby boy Baldwin within weeks. And when he was six months old and when my eldest was three, I founded a nonprofit. And I had the support of people in my community really encouraging me to just go big, as they said. Because I said, oh, well, maybe I'll just collect Black birth stories and do a GoFundMe and like donate it to amazing organizations doing the work. And my dear friend Lindsay Bliss and Michael Perry were like, yeah, nah, you going bigger. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, they're like a nonprofit. I was like, a nonprofit? <laughs> like, sure, um, let's get it. And I did it. And when I what I can tell you all is that all that I've been able to do in these last few years is because God has ordered my steps. Let me give you some examples. So number one, I had that vivid vision. You know, I think things come to you for a reason, and I listened. Then I had a supportive community, very important to make things like a nonprofit happen and a podcast. Thank you, Mandy. Um. And so I decided to file, you know, I had a dope IP attorney who was like, girl, I know the, you know, the nonprofit attorney you need to work with. So then I had that contact. I had to have a certain amount of money to file. I literally booked a gig that was that exact same amount to file. So, you know, it was 
so that happened. I remember as I was marinating about what I wanted to do, I was like, you know what? I need to meet a black midwife. The next day, Jaisha Wren, the, a dope black midwife from Oakland, who I do work with, um, emailed me. You know, that literally, when, when I asked <laughs> the day before to meet a black midwife and then she emailed me the next day, I literally looked up to God and was like, got it, okay. Um, so it, to me, it was just, there was no way I could ignore um, my path. And so I've just kept putting one foot in front of the other. Um, my fiscal sponsor came from my student when he saw my Instagram um, and what I was doing. He's like, what do you need? I have a fiscal sponsor for you. It's important for you guys to know I have a fiscal sponsor. My back of house is trunk tight. If you donate, please donate. Um, I actually have my own 501c3. And I launched my nonprofit. You guys, I don't think it was even two weeks. I filed for my EIN. And on International Women's Day, March 8th of 2021, I received my EIN and I was like, this is crazy. Like, so I'm, I'm going to do this. And I chose to just launch the nonprofit and go public with it on International Women's Day because I thought that just meant a lot, you know? So I went for it. I had a lot of momentum out of the gate and was super grateful. I think within weeks of also um, going public with my nonprofit, I got this email in my, no, I got a DM in my inbox from Hannah. And she was like, hi, I um, work for this place called Concordia. And I would love for you to speak at this summit we do. And I was like, okay. Then I did a little more deep diving into Google searching of what this Concordia summit was. And I was like, wait a minute, is she inviting me to speak like on a global stage during the UN convening about my nonprofit. Yep. So within six months, we raised like over, we, I say we, um, I had the support of our community, but it was like a one, one woman show. <laughs> I raised 60 grand. I spoke on a, you know, stage, you know, at, during the UN convening. Um, and I share all this to say it was it was a lot. It was beautiful. I'm getting vulnerable. <laughs> um, and personally, I was going through a lot um, that I'll eventually share more details about. But I had the strength to create space in my life to be true to who I am, to what I stand for. Um, and it was a difficult decision. So I had to close a door and end a chapter to open new doors and start new chapters. And I'm really proud of myself for doing that with two small children. And, um, and here I am. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So thank you for listening. We're going to have a wild ride. I am a Pisces. My birthday is March 19th. I am an actress. <laughs> I am a lover. I am a visionary. I told you about all my my hyphies, um jobs. But I really, if I had to sum myself up, it's it's this. I really give a shit about people and I really don't give a shit what people think about me. And it's important, I think, to share that because some people like one day my dad was like, Jesus, how many jobs do you have and why do you care about people so much? I just do. And I recognize my privilege. Yes, I'm a black woman. Yes, I have endured foolishness and judgment and criticism from white, black, pink, and purple people who don't see me, but I see me and I see women and I see our ability to give birth to beautiful things in spite of challenge. I have done it and I will continue to do it. And the point of this podcast is to share my story, my tools, my network of incredible human beings to encourage you to stay true to who you are. And yes, this podcast is going to talk a lot about black women, but I'm a woman first, you know, and then when I walk outside, right, you see my color, which affects my journey. But I want all people listening to this to know that this is for men. This is for women. You can learn, right? My favorite muscle group is the pelvic floor. We'll be talking about that. Men and women have pelvic floors. I believe that if the vagina is not working, nothing else can. So I can hook you up with the tools to make sure you good to go. Everybody will thank me later. (laughs) Um, We will talk about not only the fact that there is a black maternal health crisis and black women are dying, but the solutions, right? We know that if black birthing people have education and resources and tools and support that they can have positive outcomes and that support are black care providers and more specifically black women. We know that when black women are supported by black women, the outcome is positive. The goal of this podcast is to educate and to help generate awareness about the work I'm doing with my nonprofit to raise funds so that we can create a fund to train more black midwives, doulas, and lactation counselors. It's very necessary, right? And I know that my one of my strengths is connecting people. And so I have the gift of knowing a lot of incredible human beings that can give you tools and resources. And I want to share that. I have done a lot of work filling my toolbox with resources, and I want to share that. Um, So feel free, you know, on this journey that you're taking with me to reach out to me, to ask me questions, to say, could you unpack this topic or that topic? Um, I plan to cover as much as possible. I'm just getting started. But I want to say that I I didn't tell you why I named Birth Queen, Birth Queen. That also came to me when I was in the trenches of like putting everything together. I knew what my mission would be, but I was like, "Ooh, I need a title. I need a name. And Birth Queen came to me and I hear it as a mantra. It's not plural. I hear it as Birth Queen. I believe every 
woman that decides to become a mother is a mother. And I believe that once your child is born, once you give birth, you become a queen. And very rarely do we feel like queens, but we are queens and we deserve to be treated as such and feel that way. I'll tell you a funny story. I have big babies (laughs) Um, and painful labors and long ones. So my first labor with my eldest, who's now five, was 30 hours with three hours of pushing. And my second was like around 52 hours with 15 minutes of pushing. He had a smaller head. Thanks, buddy. Um, But I remember walking through the threshold of my apartment complex. My favorite, one of my favorite movies is Coming to America. But I was dead ass. I was like, where are my rose petals at my feet? Like, (laughs) I'm a queen. I just pushed this. I carried this baby, pushed this baby out, and I'm breastfeeding this baby, keeping him alive still. Like, I need, where are my, where are my rose petals? So it, it became very clear to me my power when I brought forth life into this world. I can say overall I'm a confident woman, but when I became a mom, I was like, I'm the shit. Like, I can do anything. I'm not saying I want to do it all. I can. And I deserve rest. I deserve joy. I deserve abundance. I deserve care, love, and all of that. And I also love to share that I became a really good businesswoman and and become an even better one after having my children. Because certain things just had to be. Like, I can't step out out of my house unless the nanny is covered, right? (laughs) So my rate is my rate for my talent, for my time, and for the care of my child. Um, So I also want to encourage any woman that listens to this and any partner of a woman that a kid doesn't stop you. Don't let a child ever truncate, you know, your journey in the career you have or make you feel that you can't create and give birth to new things. Birth queen is my baby girl, right? I would love to have more kids, but I'm like, I don't even know what that would look like. So I believe I am done having humans, (laughs) but I am absolutely just getting started giving birth to all the things that I was put here to give birth to. So truly, if I have, what I want to give to the audience to to my tribe of listeners is tools to feel to to keep you seated on your throne as a queen with your crown intact. Life will absolutely try to knock your crown off, knock you off your throne, but look at every challenge as an opportunity to grow. I don't believe in failure. Right? I have just endured the most challenging year and a half imaginable. And every single day, I choose to highlight my gifts. I choose to say thank you for my family, for my friends, for the people that love me, support me, and more specifically, love me the way I need to be loved. It is not that I I smile not because I don't have problems. I smile because I choose to recognize the gifts every day that have been given to me. And um, 
use the challenges as opportunities to grow or redirect my path. I have had two major doors shut in my life in the last year and a half. But when I tell you, you guys, the amount of fabulous doors that have flown open and that I have walked through, I don't even have the words. I mean, the things that are happening, right, are just so exciting. So if you're in a chapter in your life where you are planting seeds or or can't even dream the dream, right? We've all been there where we just feel stuck. It's okay. Take all the limitations, the doubts, um, the what ifs off of your plate and hardwire your body, your mind, your spirit, and your emotions to, to choose positive, to say, yes, I can, to say, I, I will, I am, okay? Because I do encounter a lot of people who are just, you know, we just, we struggle. Yeah, life is hard sometimes. I just heard this incredible quote. Um, an actor asked his therapist, he was like, you know, I'm really tired of the, you know, I love the highs of my life, but they're so high. And then the lows are just so low. I just want the middle. And she said, have you ever looked at a heart monitor? He was like, yeah. She's like, what does it do? He said, it goes up and down. Uh-huh. Okay. And what does it do <laughs> when it's in the middle? It flatlines. So when I heard that, I was like, damn, that's good. Because I was in the thick of some, some ultimate change and challenge. And I said, you know what? That's, that is right. So try to choose to enjoy the the high, the low, you know. Sometimes life can be middle, you know, when you're like making lunches every day or folding laundry cuz that's has to be done and um But yeah, I just I feel so grateful. I feel so happy. I'm so excited that you're listening and coming on this journey with me. Um I love you. I'm, 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 I'm just so excited. Change is happening. And whether it's, you know, holding space for you and encouraging you to dream big and go for it or fixing your pelvic floor or taking your fear away of giving birth to your beautiful baby, um, I'm here for you. And please know that everyone is welcome. Um, you know, we're going to be covering things like single mother by choice, um, infertility, all of it, because it's important that we talk about every aspect of um, our health and this journey to parenting, if that's what you choose. And for anyone who is not a parent that's listening, you are absolutely included because you give birth to things. Um, So I think we're good. I think we should just end it here and you guys should tune into the next episode. I have a very special guest and then I have another special guest (laughs) Um, and it's just going to be a fun ride. So thank you for joining me. Please follow at birth queen org. Please consider to donate. You can visit the site www.birthqueen.org. We also have a GoFundMe. Um, and I want to give, again, a special shout out to Mandy B for supporting me, believing in me. And I'm going to give a shout out to my candle, Terry Johnson. Thank you for, for um, making delicious 
um, Harlem Candle Company candles. I just had to have you in this space with me today. And I'm wearing Argent. So thank you, Sally, for creating a dope suit company for women um, and, and deciding to be a partner in change with me. Um, I will end this Black maternal health crisis with your support and your genius um, and just know that we're better together. And before you hit stop, I want you to close your eyes and ask yourself, what am I giving birth to next? What are you giving birth to next, birth queen? I love you guys. Signing off. And I'll see you and talk to you soon.